We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joining us now on the Score Hotline is Cody Westerlin, who covers the Bulls and the NBA for 670thescore.com. The Score Hotline is presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Before we get to the Bulls, Cody, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. What'd you make of All-Star Weekend? Well, I was disappointed probably, Zach, and I think uh, some of that was probably informed by how awesome the, the 2020 All-Star Weekend was in Chicago, right? When the, uh, when the United Center hosted it, that was the first year of the Elam ending, and it was a spectacular fourth quarter because they had 10 guys on the floor trying really hard for, for the final. I guess there's no time on that game, right? It went, I think, more than 12 minutes of basketball action, actually, because they locked in on defense pretty well in that game, it, it felt like. And if it's not close, the All-Star game's pretty bad for, for the full uh, – full entirety of it. And that's what it was yesterday, right? Because the game wasn't close enough for anyone to care in the fourth quarter. So I love that Mac McClung seemed to put some juice back in the NBA slam dunk contest. I, I liked that it mattered to him. I think it was really cool to get get someone who, who rose to the moment and saw it as a big deal, as opposed to past years where, where a lot of these guys, it doesn't feel like it's as big of a deal anymore for some of them. Um, but the game was the game was pretty bad, but that's probably what we should also expect when it's not close like we complain a lot about it even though we know they're not going to play defense right and that actually you know Zach and I were talking about this a little bit before the show where in in the NFL with the Pro Bowl it felt to me like the the public conversation and the public complaining like you're referencing there with NBA All-Star Weekend it feels to me like that was a part of what ended up being the death the the death of the Pro Bowl as yeah. as an actual game on the field even though millions of folks would still watch it. So what, do you get the sense that the, the, the professional basketball community is feeling the, the negativity that's there and it could bring about further adjustments to All-Star Weekend? Yeah, I just I don't know what those further adjustments are. Like, I mean, I, I certainly feel like it when you're, when you're talking to, to friends in the NBA, other reporters from, from not just Chicago, too. Like, it feels like everyone kind of has the same opinion in the basketball community about, like, it wasn't good enough. It was not compelling. I just don't know what further adjustments you can do because, like, money, there's no degree of money you can give these guys that are already on $100 million, $200 million contracts to make them care. They already changed the format at the end to spice it up a little bit more with the Elam ending uh, in that sense, and I thought that did help a little bit. And these guys are already playing for money for charity for, like, kids, right? But I just... I just don't know what more you can do there because it is an exhibition. 
because it feels like we're in the player empowerment era more than ever. It's already so close to the end of the season. It's not really the halfway point, right? Like it's the three quarters mark that that the break matters to these guys. They're concerned about injuries. We're going to be starting the playoffs probably in about 60 days or so uh, at this point. So I, I don't know what else they can do when, and this gets, this honestly just gets into uh, old man yelling at a cloud a little bit, right? <laughs> but like if, if Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, those types of guys are in the game to, to really, really care and make it more competitive, I don't know how this starts in any way, shape, or form with anyone other than than a player or a couple star players making it really Well, and that's where, Cody, like, you know, the fact that Steph was hurt. Le- yeah. LeBron bangs up his finger in game. Giannis is, has one wrist, and so he plays literally just the first shot and gets subbed out. That just enhances, I think, the maybe the, the feeling that it, there was some disinterest because you have three of the biggest stars in the sport weren't even physically capable of playing the whole game. Well, certainly. And look, if you're going, if you're talking guys in the NBA that go hard, I don't think anyone goes harder on a night to night basis than Giannis, right? Like he is absolutely relentless. You're talking about the all-star game. Who does it matter to? It matters to LeBron, right? He played in his 19th all-star game, uh, tied Kareem for most uh, 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 selections to the game, broke his record for most times actually playing in it. LeBron did. So like that's mattered to him before but you mentioned those guys a little banged up Joel Embiid's been banged up too and played and played well last night but he certainly wasn't going to go above and beyond in any effort matter any way shape or form because he's kind of had some nagging injuries these guys like Luka and Jokic you love to watch them play but they're not trying hard in the all-star game um, for reference so I don't know who that is and it was a tough situation with some of those uh, banged up injuries and again it's just it's probably not going to change in the next couple of years other than hopefully next year they're a little more healthy, it's a little closer late, and then maybe we get four or five minutes of really good basketball at the end I think is the best we can hope for. Yeah, you just want some some competition, real competition. You want it to have at least the kind of tempo that you would see in a practice, which <laughs> sure. clearly was not the case. We're talking NBA with Cody Westerlin, who covers the Bulls for 670thescore.com. All right, let's shift gears and talk a little bit about the Bulls, Cody, because the big news today around the NBA is Russell Westbrook making his decision, and it's not to come to the west side of Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm selfishly sad for myself, guys. Like, that was going to be good quality content and entertainment if Russell <laughs> Westbrook joined the Bulls. I, I have been of the belief throughout all of it that uh, Russell Westbrook coming to the Bulls probably would have helped them win one, maybe two more games in the stretch run because, look, he is going to get his numbers. He's going to force the pace. But... I don't think that Russell Westbrook joining the Bulls would have been the best thing for the Bulls' long-term outlook, and that's because he's not helping their three-point shooting. I I think it would only create a more difficult life for Zach Levine, who already doesn't seem the happiest this season. Would have seemed like fewer shots, another alpha dog. Uh, I don't know how Patrick Williams would have benefited. Uh, He already doesn't get enough shots for, for most fans and outsiders liking on the floor, you put someone in that's that's going to be offense first. I, I think his role would have only diminished um, on the offensive end. So this is probably best for the Bulls, I think, from, from an outsider's perspective, that Westbrook didn't come here. And now I guess I, I would think – I don't like the fit for the Clippers either with him. I just – I wouldn't have added him if I was the Clippers. It seems like he's there – 
70% of the reason is because Paul George likes him and kind of wanted him there. But I don't like how the Clippers have played this year. I don't like how start and stop they are in everyone's availability. So maybe they're just trying to add as much as they can big name wise and try to figure out at the end. But the NBA is such a game where it's like rhythm and continuity and chemistry. And that's usually formed over 82 games, if not 82 games, at least half a season of health and stuff. And the Clippers are going to try to do all of that in 20 games before the playoffs start. So I don't really like the fit there um, for them either, but I, I would imagine the Bulls maybe pivot and try to get Patrick Beverly or something on the buyout market. But I would honestly just retort to you guys, does any of it even really matter for the Bulls <laughs> at this point? You know, there's 23 games left here for them um, as a race for the play-in. That's why I wouldn't have been upset about Russell Westbrook, even though he wasn't going to make the Bulls much better. Would have made them intriguing, and they, on the buyout market, wouldn't have had to give up any draft capital to bring him in. But yes, it, it certainly wouldn't have increased their ceiling uh, much, if at all. I do wonder, you mentioned rhythm and flow and consistency. And when DeMar DeRozan was out for that brief stretch, there were. You know, we saw where Patrick Williams had an opportunity to maybe be a little bit more assertive offensively. Kobe White as well. It felt like the ball didn't stop as much. And it's, you know, it's going to feel like shade at Debo, which I suppose to a certain extent it is. The Bulls are better with him, but is everyone else, like our individual players, better with DeMar DeRozan in the lineup? No, I, I mean, to be brutally honest, I, I don't think anyone on this Bulls team uplifts other players. So you throw DeMar DeRozan into that category. I don't think Zach Levine's style of play uplifts his teammates either. There, there is a little too much ball stopping. They are not creators for others first. Like they will get their assists because they draw attention. And if they're doubled, they understand how to make the right pass. But on a play-to-play basis, no one really on this team upslifts each other other than Lonzo Ball. And we've spent all season talking about how much the Bulls have, have missed him. And that's why he was so important to him. But you can be a star player and still give your teammates possession after possession great opportunities because you're unselfish. Or you can be a star player who just scores more points and doesn't do that as consistently. And it feels like the Bulls have the second tier, certainly. Of, of those star players. So uh, however you want to say it, Big Ant, I, I mean, I think it's a fair criticism there. And you point out the Bulls looked pretty darn good for, for most of the game on offense and their loss to Indiana between, before they kind of bogged down, obviously, in the second half and, and lost that big lead even, even before that point in that game, kind of. The game against the Bucks was rough the other night. It felt like they were down 8 to 14 points, basically, the entirety of the game. A lot of one-on-one in that game, too, without DeMar. So, like, you look at that game and you're like, well, he certainly would have helped. You know, it felt like they were already kind of out of sync in that game. So you can look at it both ways, but you come back to it. It, it does feel like a team-wide problem for these guys. So, Cody, on the way out here, give me an idea, because I know you've had a chance to reflect on this a little bit, especially during the All-Star break. What's the plan down the stretch of this season and heading into the off season? How can they go about fixing this? The plan for the final 23 games is to win as many games as they possibly can to get into the play-in and try to get through the play-in and be in a first-round series, right? Like, the goal before the season was to go farther than last year, which would have meant winning a full playoff series. Again, not just a couple playing games to get in the final eight. So the Bulls are going to keep chasing that. At this point, I don't expect it to end well. I don't expect them to do anything besides maybe sneak into the 10 seed or something, and then they would have to win two games in a row 
um, probably in a road environment too at that point, just to get to the final eight. So, so again, I don't see this going well at this point. But I think the plan in the offseason, certainly AK has, has hinted with some of these um, comments after the trade deadline passed that trades will be on the table. And he told this to Mully and Ha too. Like it, it's going to be an option this summer. And the fact that uh, they did not trade Nikola Vucevic and it seems like they want to re-sign him, your eyes immediately turn to Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. And DeMar landed in hardly any trade rumors whatsoever at all. Zach Levine, certainly a lot more speculation and talk that the Knicks have had interest in him. Uh, they did not get close to aligning on terms of any deal, but I would expect Zach Levine to be shopped all offseason at this point, and I think the Bulls would be willing to trade him in the offseason if they got a deal that they liked. Now, the hard part is the Bulls, in all trade talks so far under this regime, usually have, ha- have set pretty big standards on, on trade talks, right? Like, Kobe White's been shopped, it seems like, a dozen times, and they haven't traded him because they've asked for a price that's too high. So who knows how the Bulls will will view Zach in the offseason in that regard. But the way out of it, the way to change the fundamental way your team plays is to trade Zach Levine and or DeMar DeRozan, one or two of them, both of them. If you just keep trotting those two back, you're going to get the same result. So it would be a trade of one of those two this summer to make it look fundamentally different. And I'm sure that they'll They'll uh, they'll consider those things. I I think Zach would be more likely to be traded, right? Like this team went out and got Vooch, and I say I should say this regime went out and got Vooch and Demar. They did not go out and get Zach. They inherited him and have kept him. So just by that fundamental principle, I would expect Zach to be more likely to be traded. Do you believe there would come a point where this regime will will publicly just kind of close the book on Lonzo Ball for the season? Are, are they privately and publicly still hopeful that he can play this year? Uh, I think they're, they've encountered reality and they don't expect him to play this year. They just haven't publicly announced it. I mean, we could get that news as early as like Wednesday. You know what I mean? Maybe, um, maybe it's punted or kick the can down the road a little farther. But look, he posted those workout videos of himself running on the treadmill right. at a solid speed and dunking from a standstill position, I think almost over a month ago at this point, which was promising. But again, nothing matters at all in his rehab as a big next step until he is cutting at full speed, um, running at full speed, doing that multiple days in a row and not experiencing discomfort the next day. And he has not got to that point yet. And time is running out because even if he was at that point, um, Billy Domins basically said it's a long ramp up, right? Like almost a month probably to get him back into full physical conditioning if all of that worked. And we're just at the point in the season where it's like under two months left in the regular season. So I would expect the Bulls to officially announce that he's done for the year at some point here in the coming week or the coming next couple of weeks because they said that they expect to have Alonzo update after the All-Star break, and they're off for a few more days here before they all reconvene, and then the uh, Bulls will start again on Friday evening, and that game will be on the score, of course. Against the Nets, and there are no easy answers to fixing what's going on with the Bulls right now. Cody, thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Yep, you guys take care. Have a good day. Cody Westerlin covers the Bulls in the NBA for us at 670thescore.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.